Now that's the easiest part of a development to find, the easiest money. Who is an investor? You know, that's an interesting point in itself. The key to investing is not always think about the monetary value someone gets out of it at the end. Welcome to the Property Developers Secrets Podcast. Making developments more achievable. Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets Podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. And we are talking about finding investors. So this is a big topic. A lot of people want to know this secret source of how to find a property investor. How do you get someone to put money to your deal? And it's a big subject. A lot of people, this is kind of the what makes and breaks a deal sometimes as well. So I think this is going to be a good episode. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the the the, the fact is is that in property, there's going to, you're going to need money. Um, I suppose a common misconception is that people think you need all your own money. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it can be really useful if you've got a, a cap, seed capital you can use of your own at the start. But it's not the be-all and end-all. We certainly didn't have any money when we first started. So you can do it using other people's money. But even if you have your own money, it's much more efficient to leverage other investors as well so you can do the right deal, not just the deal you can afford, which is a key distinction. The deal you can afford might not have the right profit margin. It might not be the best deal. It might, you know, it might have other constraints. Whereas, you know, the right deal might seem like it's out of your price range because, you know, you haven't got that money sitting there, but you can then leverage other people's money to be able to access it, to at least buy the property or a portion of the property or the land and then get development finance. So you've got private investors, you've got the finance, the bigger chunks of finance that you can use to actually then do the development, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at um, the structure of a deal first before we talk about the investment part. So the structure of a deal, um, let's say for math's sake, the deal is a million pounds and that's purchase price and build costs. So it's going to cost you a million pounds to buy it and build it. A development lender is going to give you some money, but they're not going to give you 100% of that. No lender out there can give you 100% because they're, they're more exposed and there's more risk to the lender lending you all the money for the deal. So how it works is they'll give you a proportion and let's just take, for example, 70%. So it'll give you 70% of the, uh, the million pounds. So they're going to give you £700,000 to do the development. Now, that's the easiest part of a development to find, the easiest money. The private investors is where it comes in, and that's where we're, we're going to talk today. So that £300,000, how do you go out and find £300,000? So there's a few ways you can look at it. Um, there is a loan agreement, and there's someone that can come in as an equity share and a profit share. And you've got to be careful on this, though, because there is a policy statement from the Financial Conduct Authority, which is the FCA um, policy statement 13-3. Now, this tells you that you can't just go out and talk to people about profit shares you have to pre-qualify the person you're talking to. So if you've got a pen, write these down. The five key points to qualify someone as a, a high net worth or sophisticated investor is one, do they earn a salary of more than £100,000 a year? Number two, are they a director of a business that turns over more than a million pounds a year? Three, are they an angel investor? That have they invested into startups, companies, um, things like that? Uh, four, are they a professional investor? So have they got... Um, stocks and shares are they invested in the market that kind of thing as well that qualifies them as a professional investor and the last one is if they have assets of more than two hundred and fifty thousand pounds or more and that's that could be the equity in their home okay if you qualify the person you're talking to as one of those you can talk about profit shares but 
on this podcast, all I want to really talk about is loan agreements because that's the easier way of finding money and that's the simplest way of finding money. Okay, so a loan agreement simply is Andy gives me £100,000 to do a deal. I'm giving him a 10% return a year. So I'm going to give him £110,000 back in a year. Okay, that's as simple as it is. Developments, you're able to add value so the money and the, the interest can be taken out from the value you add. Okay, so for a simple term, let's look at £300,000 and let's just use this 300 grand as an example. You could find one person with 300 grand or you can find 10 people with 30 grand. Okay, so chunk it down in that way as well. Yeah, I think um, just to clarify that point about profit share and loan agreements before we delve into it too much further, that I think the reasons behind that are that, you know, the profit share can be very easily disguised, can't it? Someone who's not sophisticated and doesn't understand develops, developments, you know, that can be easily a salesperson can go in and sell, you know, your, your granny who's, um, who's never been involved in anything like that. They could quite easily confuse them to say it's going to be the best property deal that they've ever seen or whatever, you know, and then suddenly time goes up, cost goes up, and there's no profit to share and, uh, you know, they've lost their initial capital. They could easily be tricked into that by good salesmanship, whereas a loan agreement is deemed that we're well used to that. You know, people have cars on HP, high purchase and all that kind of thing, you know, lease agreements and credit cards and all that kind of thing. So putting that money in and seeing an APR or something, you know, um, then people are used to that. So it's, it's, it's much more understandable to the general public. Um, but also, from our point of view, you get a lot of people who want to dive in and do a profit share, don't you? When they an investor coming in, they sort of have greedy eyes, if you like. Oh, I want, I want half the profit. I want half the profit. Um, whereas actually, they're much more protected in many ways by just doing, you know, give a hundred thousand pounds and um, and and get a loan agreement on it, because they're not necessarily as much investing in the profit of the development. Then they're develop, they're they're um, investing in the person, and um, obviously, if the development goes well, then you know, they're going to get their 110,000 back. But if the development did fail, then there's going to be some checks and measures where they're still going to get their 110,000 back because they're, they're investing in the person a lot more, aren't they? So with that as a concept, and quite often, if the end goal is for someone to work as a profit share with us, we'll probably say to them, look, until we've got that relationship where we can go to that level and we understand you, we can understand that you qualify under the FCA rules and all that kind of thing, then we'll keep our first one as a real simple, you know, loan agreement, and you know, you know where you're at. We know where we are. It's like a test, isn't it? See how we all get on, get on together in the future, and then we can look at that on a, a deal further down the line. So that's kind of a typical way that we would set that up, isn't it? But I think that when we look at who is who is an investor, you know, that's an interesting point in itself. So typically, people sort of think, well, an investor's your your businessman in a suit, isn't it? You know, with his briefcase and his bowler hat that walks along, you know, and all that Carries kind of thing. Carries a bag like of a money down yeah. the street. And the, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you know, the, 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 we, we all stereotype who we think people are. But, you know, in reality, you know, throw out who is an investor. Well, my nan. Yeah. My nan was an investor at one point. Um, you've got friends, family. They're the ones that kind of are, are close to you right now that probably would, well, I say probably should trust you. Um, and so that's that's I where suppose we that first, depends you know, who you are, really, it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing: no one's going to give you money unless they trust you. So that's yeah. a good thing. So, um, but yeah, we've, we've had friends and family, friends of friends, friends of family. Um, we've had um, people that have been within our network of people. So we've been we were hosts of a property network event at one point, and our audience or people that came to that event 
Hmm. trusted in what we did we kept telling them what we're doing keeping them up to date um and those people then invested into our deals and even now we're friends still so it's um yeah it, it could be absolutely anyone um, I, I think in the climate that we're in at the moment as we record this it's you know early early 2023 um and you know the economy's changed a lot over the past six months 12 months and whatever um and you know there's a lot of reasons why people are looking to invest money you know the um, inflation's very high so money sitting in the bank is kind of eroding at the moment so people need an outlet and especially sophisticated investors as you mentioned earlier but also people on loan agreements so you know that's um, less regulatory if you like so you know you'll, you'll find people who've got money in the bank now this can be as you just said family and friends but it can be we've had people who work for us you know carpenters who have worked on our sites on developments and they've been a tradesman all their life they've put a bit of money back for their family you know just before retirement age or around that time and they've said to us that you know i've got you know 50 grand 20 grand 100 grand sometimes you know can i can i give that to you guys to use on what you do because at least then if they're getting a 10 percent return on it it's not eroding 10 percent by sitting in the bank so you know even if they're only breaking even at the end of it it's not eroding their savings so and and some of them understand those concepts and bring that to us and some of them will learn those concepts by you know being around us and seeing what we do so an investor can be anyone really you shouldn't pigeonhole that and people always think pretty much everyone thinks oh, i've not got those kind of people around me or most people do um so it's sort of just understanding it yourself and then getting across to others how you can help them. That's the key factor. You know, investors are people who you can help um, protect their money, show them a different way. It's not, they're not people who come to help you do a development. They're people you're helping buy through your development to protect their savings and protect their family's wealth. That's another real key distinction in this. Um, and yeah, I think that, that, like I say, that opens that up to anyone, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I want you to all to just focus on this one bit of advice now. So put every distraction away. I'm going to tell you the secret to finding investors. So make sure everyone's, everyone's looking. Everyone's, you ready? Tell people what you do. Oh, wow. I wonder what was going to come out there, to be honest. <laughs> tell people what you do. Um, it's the easiest way to find money. Like if, if people don't know what you do, they're not going to invest into it. So you've got to tell people what you do. And the best way and the biggest way to tell multiple people at the same time is? I'm guessing social media. Social media. Yeah, there you go. So look, one thing we see is people are, not, I wouldn't say scared, but I'm going to use the word scared. Um, scared to put posts out on social media in case their friends and family around them uh, judge them for what they're doing but that's the best way to find money we found money by just putting a post on facebook and saying i've got a project we're working on um does anyone want to earn and learn and that's another way we'll talk about investment in a moment but we got money from that we got fifty thousand pounds from someone a hundred thousand pounds for a development deal but the only reason that person is invested into us and our deals is because they we're constantly putting out what we're doing we're showing the deals we're doing um if people don't know what you do, it's going to be hard to put a post on Facebook and suddenly get a load of money in the bank. You've got to be telling people what you do. You've got to be showing them what you do, whether that's at the start and you're just, you've set up your company up and you're saying, this is what I'm going to be doing. There'll be people in your, in your friendship that will like what you do. There will be people in your friendship as well that don't really like what you do and think, well, that's a big risk and 
the neg heads around them, they'll, they'll soon crop up and tell you that you can't do it. Well, you've got to tell them and you've got to get over that little hurdle of, of putting stuff on social media. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and and it really just documenting your journey. It doesn't all that, and it's about being open and honest. It's not about just always putting the rose tinted side of it out and all those kind of things. You know, we all go through challenges. We all go through. We all make mistakes, but things also change in markets and all that kind of thing. And it's really important to be, you know, open and honest on social media, but open and honest with your investors because you know challenges. People understand challenges, but they'll understand that you're diving in to solve those challenges on their behalf as well. So don't hide it away. Keep them up to date and tell them how you're going to solve it when you come up with an issue. But also remember that it's all about momentum. Everything we do is about relationships and momentum. So the first investors that you find will be the hardest investors that you find because you've perhaps not got the track record. You've not had those kind of conversations with people and they've got to get used to watching what you're doing in the background. So as Lloyd said, the best way to do that is through channeling your um, through social media your journey but the good news is that once you find that round of investors once you do a deal and you look after them and even if the profit erodes a little bit because it goes over or costs more or whatever that stuff happens make sure they get what you promised them and look after them and um, you know then those people more than likely will want to invest into your next deal and they might tell other people that you know that it went well and all those kind of things or you looked after them and then it filters out you know and then it, it starts to grow and you have your inv- original investors will probably recycle their investment you've got new people coming in you've got people who have got a bit more of a you know a, a higher risk tolerance who um, who won't invest in your first deal but they perhaps will your second third or fourth once they've seen it they'll be watching in the background so you know that the investment opens up as you get more experienced and you do more deals. I think you've got to look for investors as much as you've got to look for land as well. Like you've got to do both. It's kind of like a um, infinite sign. So the whole looking for land here as well as looking for investors. So once you find the land, your investors are there and ready to invest as well. Um, it, it's connections as well, like talking to people. So um, actually after this recording of the podcast, I've got a meeting uh, with a guy uh, it was recommended to me from when we went to Singapore last year. We met one of our biggest investors in Singapore. Um, he lives there. So again, investors are all over the world. Um, but we went over there, we met him and one of his friends introduced me to one of his friends. So kind of the whole connections thing um, who invests in development deals. So he is an investor specifically developing or invested in development deals. So as a um, educator and mentor for people looking into property developments, um, I want to sort of talk to this guy and see what he's offering, uh, not just for us, but for our students as well. So if it's something that we can offer uh, you guys listening, uh, if you're in developments and there's an opportunity there for someone to invest in deals, um, we're talking to this guy as well. So it's all about connections, talking to people, and you never know who knows someone. So what we're saying is activity creates opportunity. There's a podcast episode on that one. So if you haven't listened to that one, listen to the uh, Activity Creates Opportunity podcast. Um, So just to finish this off, um, we talked about earn and learn earlier. That is another way to get investment. And I think the key to investing is not always think about the monetary value someone gets out of it at the end. The other thing you can sort of teach them or give them, as well as an interest, is education. So we've done earn and learn schemes in the past where people have invested into us and we've invested into the deal. But along the process, we've shown them what the deal is. 
and we're showing them how we're doing the deal and we're showing them how the deal uh, is structured so that once they've um, been through the process of our deal, they can go on and have more confidence in doing a deal for themselves. Um, the, the one that springs to mind as well is um, there's a band club which was recently converted in our in our town. Uh, a guy put about £100,000 into, um, into us. We gave him the return at the end of it, about £115,000 back, but he then used that £115,000 to now develop his own development, um, which, yeah, he did it as an earn and learn scheme, which worked really well. And he's he's made that that development make more than one hundred fifteen thousand pounds for him. So he's he's used it initially for us as a loan, done it in his own deal, and he's done his own deal and, and made a load of money from that as well. Yeah, yeah, just one of many success stories with investors that we've worked with over the years. So um, thanks for listening. Hope you, hopefully you found that useful. Um, get out there, speak to people, tell them what you do, and go and start building up your bank of investors. Awesome. Hope that helps. <laughs>